Achievement unlocked. Two players and a podcast now loading. This is Two Peas in a Pod, brought to you by General Andrews and Liberty Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. This is episode 39 of season 3, Cartoon Network Changed. Hey, hey, Flibbity Flam! General Andrews, hello, hola. What is going on, my dude, as we get late into this fourth quarter of 2021? Oh my goodness, it is so late. It's felt like just 2020 over and over again, though. Yes. What it is, is 2020.1. Yes, exactly. We got an update, finally. Yeah, it's like General Andrews 1 underscore zero. Yes, yeah. You know? Except my update was removing those, you know, atrocious numbers. Exactly. Or Flippity Flame V2. Oh, shoot. V2? You're a VTuber now? No. I've thought oh. about it, but okay. no, not yet. I was going to say, you're too sexy, I think. That's the point, right? Just I mean, feel. yeah, like why, 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 why face rig it up when your your face is the rig? Is the rig, right? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So instead, instead of just talking <laughs> about that for forever, I actually we uh, have some other faces to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot of other faces to really talk about here, and uh, really, what what or this this information that we're gonna be dumping into soon about Cartoon Network was brought to us by one of our 8 Dojo stream team teammates, Gintaxis. He made a comment on one of the posts I did for talking about shows that I loved, shows that my father had you mm. know, introduced me to. That's how I got onto Cartoon Network was thanks to my dad. And I fell in love with a lot of those shows and a lot of the actually older shows, your, your 60s, 70s and 80s shows that were now being rebroadcasted on Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. syndication all that like but there was a certain point in time as you know as it becomes popular right you start to pick up more you start to get some more writers you start to make some of your own uh content so they start to do that again right even though space goes coast to coast we will venture back into that soon mm -hmm. uh was a fan favorite of mine oh mine too yeah. i mean car that back then like if you really think about it, like in the 90s cartoons were not a huge thing it was like reserved for the funnies in the the paper back then not it's really a good i'm glad you say it like that right because from my perspective being out in california it definitely felt like cartoons were everywhere but not every child had the opportunity because how do you watch cartoons but through television yeah exactly not everybody had the same opportunities to watch it so. like i i know an example is like my household because my parents wanted to be able to watch what they wanted to watch so they had their television and then we had a television in our our room and i remember all my friends you know growing up and like oh my god you got a tv in your room i'm Man. like yeah don't you too Yeah, we, we don't even have a TV. We barely have one bed we all share. What? Oh. We, we, we have a TV and we have to draw on it to get a new yeah. channel. <laughs> oh. 
I don't know if that's a TV. I think that's like an etch a sketch, but you know, whatever. And so even just that kind of, you know, scope towards it, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa. Where I feel that they were around. It's just not everyone, let alone our friends or our social circles, do they also share in the yeah. ability to see the same kinds of shows? Yeah, because we, I remember us growing up, we all shared a TV. That was so we okay. Couldn't, that's we couldn't what I was always watch what mm. we wanted to watch i'm glad you said it because the next thing i wanted to lean into was that i assumed that a lot of people they did have a tv at home but it was a tv the family shared which really meant that the parents were the ones probably dictating most of the content viewed on there yes okay so that's that's how it came from your position but lots of i mean we still got to watch cartoons yes of course you did we yes, still got yes. that but like we still we, we, Man, really thinking about it now growing up, my brother and I watched a lot of shows that those adolescent teenage years, you really should not watch. Like we, wa I oh. remember Friends, we watched Friends. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that, right. <laughs> that's one you definitely don't want like a young kid watching. It's so funny you say that because I remember in middle school, I don't mm. know, probably first season of Friends, but then I remember so many kids were talking about it in school. Yeah, right? Yeah, it was the cool thing to watch. So that actually, that actually made me, I, I do this. This happens to me for certain shows at certain points in time. When everyone starts talking about it immediately, I'm like, ew, no. Wow, that's Okay, crazy. so <laughs> the, two shows, the two shows without a doubt I can say it for is Friends. <laughs> I didn't watch Friends until it became syndicated. Oh, again, general, your right? hipster is showing. Like, <laughs> dude, it's only every now and then. It's so weird. The That's second so one was Game of Thrones. And Game mean, of Thrones is very entertaining, but it is. I, I literally, for some reason, I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it right now. There's too much hype. There's too much hype. I, I'm, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I did for both those shows, Friends and Game of Thrones. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> two totally different shows, two, two totally, totally different, different parts of my life. I was going to say two totally different eras, just period. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, no. Mm -mm. I'm not going to watch gonna this. And not that I never would, but I'm not going to watch it right now. Yeah. There was there was no, like, you know, delivery date on when I was like, well, now that it's done, I'm definitely going to watch it in three right. days. No, no, it's just I'm enough not, time. As many moons have it. passed, I'm ready to get to the <laughs> show now yeah. so i actually watched a lot of friends in college when i was off at san diego state because it'd be friends and seinfeld back to back on oh, syndication man, yeah. nice. so i, I would i would get caught up in that so i definitely had to watch the seinfeld and then friends would play after i'm like okay sure so sometimes i'd watch it sometimes it would kind of just be there in the background as i'm just chilling probably playing uh dota the original folks yeah. not dota 2 and where that would be going on to where I started getting, consuming my friends, you know, content from from that way. And it's just it's just so funny to me, you know, because like when you said that, I was like, yeah, that was a big thing. I remember in middle school, kids, kids, all the kids. Yeah. Oh, did you see what happened with Rachel? And yep. uh, he really it's loves like, yeah, her. you could see your nipples through like every shirt on the whole show, for Christ's sake. Dude, you really can't. You want to know a fun little fun fact? She actually had like a nipple fluffer, I think. Ah. I think I, think. I was so curious because I'm like, <laughs> how cold is it on the set? Yeah. Like, I know you want a little bit of AC because it gets hot because the lights and everything. But, like, but the know, lights are I so hot. I know that hot. was a popular thing for, like, actresses back okay, in the day. Okay, to kind of get away with a little bit yeah. of, you know, being risque on, on primetime television when it first came out, of course, for Friends. I could be totally off base here, too. Okay, fair. Totally fair. I can't I can't cooperate one way or the other. I don't know. I, I don't have full facts, but I, 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 I think... 
I read it somewhere in a GQ or... Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those things that stuck out to me just because it seems so odd. Because, like, normally, let's say something like that happens, you're hoping it's appropriate to the content that's on the screen. Yeah. Right? So let's say they were talking about, you know, each other being too flirtatious, and now it's a cold time of year. Okay, now, haha, ha, funny that, you know, the, the female actress has, has hard nipples, and maybe even the male uh, actor has hard nipples, too, because, you know, it's supposed to be a play on, and it's supposed mm. to be funny, ha, ha, ha. All right, versus, it felt like every episode they got the opportunity to do that. It's like, okay, you know, you're Rachel's supposed to be this good girl, and right now, you're not giving me, the, even though it's totally natural, folks, if you don't know that you know just it's normal to get hard nipples for no gosh darn reason it happens but point is, yeah <laughs> it's one of those things that stuck out okay okay let, let, let's get back on track here for those that came for the cartoon network action yeah, back to that tweet. Boobs. yeah yeah i know right thanks everyone for going through all that okay so gin taxes is actually the one who brought up where there was this great divide in tv shows mm -hmm. right on this on cartoon network specifically when ed ed and eddie came on the scene and i i 100 like i was like Boom! i immediately messaged flib i was like screenshot this look at this flibbity flam dude do you want to do an episode on this he's like whoa yeah yeah i do is that fair yeah i was yeah, because yeah. There, there was it really was my dad hated that show yeah my brothers loved that show i was kind of there'd be episodes where i'm like nah I would just completely walk away from the television versus other times where I'm like, oh my gosh, the kid in his plank, I gotta stay. This this kid, this guy's awesome. Dude, Johnny in his plank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Johnny in his plank. Yeah, I, I didn't remember his first day, but I just remember the guy at the plank and everything. And then Dude, also and I remember the, the kid with the braces. The kid with the braces is always so funny to me because you're like, Shabby, trying, trying to stand, I'm, yeah. gonna, you know, I'm gonna that, get you. That was right at like the prime for me as a kid, like <laughs> cartoon watching era because i was like 10 11 right when i like because it came out in 99 yeah it came out in 99 so if you were born in like 89 yeah, 89 yeah 10. i'd be like 10 11 that was prime like cartoons 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 my parents <laughs> actually liked this show because they oh, thought my oh so a fun fact about my mom my mom loves slapstick humor like, oh really absolutely okay. loves slapstick humor and that's all it like ed and eddie is a big portion of that is slapstick oh, humor big time big time the jawbreakers in their mouth like just comically huge jawbreakers yeah. that would actually break your jaw that if you would. were trying yeah to. exactly <laughs> <laughs> I just, I also really enjoyed the fact that like their names were Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and it was so easy to potentially not refer to the correct one at the right time. Yeah. Because their names were pretty much all the same. They were, yeah, but they were so different. Too, yeah, they, which... but they were so different because like they were friends. They weren't brothers, correct? No, I think they were actually brothers. Okay, they were Because they all lived together. Because they all, okay, okay. I, I wasn't quite certain of that dynamic because it shows you I haven't rewatched it that much as an, uh, an adult. <laughs> yeah, Ed, versus... Ed and Ed live in the house, and then Eddie okay. has his own house out back. That's why he's That's like, what... he's, he's okay. the bachelor, he's the risque, he's the. What, he's man, just living on his own. <laughs> what is the. There's like a term for it. I don't know. Good like well like back then like in like the 70s chic like has the you know the satin sheets on the bed and mm -hmm. the spinning bed like that type Ooh. of 
Heart or hit, you hit the, around yeah, there. yeah you, you you hit you hit that button or whatever and the bed just starts like just vibrating exactly yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh okay well look at you aren't you quite the austin powers yeah, uh right. double agent <laughs> okay I, right here at that 1999 time frame it really when i now look at this list of shows mm -hmm. right because we did we did our research here we for did, this episode yeah. surprisingly <laughs> true we're not good at homework we're not gonna, what? i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I leave my homework for, for classes I pay for. Exactly. God. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're not getting paid? No, I, I thought we were, but oh. obviously not at this point in time. <laughs> we both came to this sad realization of this. <sighs> uh, but looking at these shows that came out in just 99, and we can branch from there, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Courage the Cowardly Dog, amazing show, by the way, mm -hmm. Mike, Lou, and OG, or Mike, Lou, and Og? I think it's Og. So it's probably Og. It would shows you I don't ever remember that show. I don't ever remember that show either. I feel like it was. I mean, and also looking at it, it ran for two years. So I'm like, man, it, two had, years. it, it couldn't have been bad. If it was terrible, it's gone after the first year. Yeah. Right. Back then, they just cut things. <laughs> R.I.P. Firefly. Cartoon, cartoons are the easiest to cut because yeah. normally you're working with what's considered the the redheaded stepchild of acting which are voice actors yeah right so they're so often where let's say you want to be both an actor and a voice actor and then maybe you took some voice acting work that was a little bit kind of on the riskier side right mm -hmm. And the reason I say this is because most of the time when you go to your acting gig, that's not going to be held against you. They're going to be like, wait, what? You do voice acting? They don't even care. They don't like most of the time. They don't even know. They don't even care to want to know that you did voice acting if you wanted to be an actor. Right. So bringing that back to the whole point, when it comes to cutting things after like a season. Yeah, no problem. There's not these big contracts they'll have with people that are signed because they are, you know, an actor or an actress mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, needs to. They were promised X amount of episodes. They decide, well, the ratings aren't good enough so we're only doing eight not 16 like no nope, my contract says we're doing 16 and you're paying me still and then that goes yeah. in the whole legal debate of stuff <laughs> but that's why it's so much easier especially on these cartoon networks or nickelodeons that would cut shows um after one season we also but had like it. multiple artists working on multiple shows too all the time that's why that's actually if as a kid what's so funny i was really big at um trying to always read the credits out loud when the show ended you know for any show not just this show yeah. uh, that we're, we're talking about um only because uh i wanted to see if i if i if any of the <laughs> it was so i was always so weird about this i do the same thing with the uh do you remember <laughs> in lie, that's school, a little weird yeah in elementary school do you do you remember getting the um the phone books for like all your classmates in the other classes where yeah. you can go ahead and read okay so it was that same idea where i'm like oh i wonder if there's a name i recognize like i name of a writer working on you know ed ed and eddie <laughs> right in 1999 when i'm like 14 right like no of course not i don't know shit. <laughs> but i was still yeah. reading him off like i did I oh yeah him. jerome williams i know who that is oh, look at that guy he's doing well <laughs> now at well, this cutoff point right here this 1999 between the ed ed and eddies courage the cowardly dog what's funny is this if you were only watching Courage the Cowardly Dog in your peripheral and you're comparing it to some of the older shows, and not, these aren't much older, but only by a few years, your Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, Cow and Chicken, I Am Weasel, Powderpuff Girls, even from there, it starts to branch away from that. And then 
much more before that like let's say if you're just specifically only watching cartoon network for your cartoon consumption you had your space ghost coast to coast and then a bunch between 96 and 2003 all of your repurposed or uh, syndication from a bunch of the other cartoons from the older eras so like your hanna-barbera cartoons as an example right, right. and where when you compare it to that stylization, just like Ed and Ed, Eddie, uh, Cur the Cur to Cowardly Dog would be like, eh, I don't know about this. Versus if you actually watch the episode, you'd be like, whoa, like he ain't cowardly at all. Like I, I remember I was so mad because I'm like, oh, he's not a coward. Debated? No. Yeah, I was like, he is so like he's actually trying to afraid of like super legitimate things. And he actually like he saves Mural all the time. All the time. What? And Eustace. Even though he doesn't want to save Eustace, there's a couple where he can let Eustace die and he yeah. thinks about it really, really hard. <laughs> Which is so good. Yeah. It's so refreshing. Obviously, as a kid, you might not necessarily think about it in the same light, um, as intensely at least, as like now I can, you know, dive into it. Is like that was a big deal. It was because there's also he like had not every a right, every right to kick him to like, no, you know what? I'm just saving, I'm saving my my, my lady. She's good. <laughs> You know, she treats me right. Exactly. She gives me she gives me the good scritches. <laughs> you know, you just yell at me and tell me I don't do crap around here, and you're the one not doing crap around here. I'm saving your ass, man. Stupid dog. Yeah, stupid dog. <laughs> but you know what's not stupid? You actually have some of these emotes They're as so a good. part of your uh, the your available emotes on Twitch, right? Well, it was one of the shows I grew up with, and we did it as a Halloween thing last year because I thought it'd be yeah. really cool. But then and it seemed like everybody they liked were much them, more so it was like I had to keep them. So we kept okay, them. Okay. And like Courage is just one of my favorite shows growing up because I really like how it didn't have a lot of dialogue. And that was it very didn't. also strange for our cartoon back there. There's another flip, right? Because like in your Dexter's Labs, your Johnny Bravo is like everybody, somebody's at least narrating what's going on to help the kid along, right? And Courage kind of left it to you. To watch that's a good point let's just even compare ed, ed and eddie yeah there's a lot of talking a lot there of is. people are talking the three brothers let alone any of the other side characters that you know made each episode their own uh specialty downright you had courage of cowardly dog where maybe there might be like five to ten lines throughout the entire episode mm -hmm. and they weren't being said by the dog they weren't yeah dog can't talk <laughs> that's as much as the dog can talk Right, and, that, and that, that, that's that's really accurate, actually. And uh, I've been but, practicing uh, my voice acting chops here too, yeah, Jen. You're like, let me just be courage. We got ourselves a deal, and because uh, that, that that that's really what it was, minus you know a little bit of talking from her and a little bit of talking uh, from her male counterpart that you know lived in this usually out in the middle of nowheresville, right, mm -hmm. where all these bad things are, are bound to happen almost, and it. it it gave me the vibe that almost like they were located just outside of Area 51. It, it seems like it, right? Like all this, you know? all the weird stuff happening, it would make sense. And because like they they didn't have really a yard, it was pretty much like no, quote, it was quote, a dirt. It, yeah, it was a dirt road out there. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, there wasn't many many uh, city lights and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, they are in the middle of nowhere. I would be scared too. Yeah, dark as hell. You need the moon out just so you can see. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I bet the stars are beautiful though. Right around then though is I let alone obviously I'm starting to get older now at this point in time from you know your 99 2002 now I'm starting to get into high school and now I am still a fan of cartoon or cartoon like shows anime folks. Yeah. That's <laughs> There comes the transition from traditional cartoons to the the animus and the animes. Right? So in 2000 like I started looking at these at these shows that start coming out on uh Cartoon Network, and I'm going to read a bunch of them off real quick, and then you tell me which ones that you actually watched, and I'll tell you the couple that I watched, and we're just going from 2000-2003 here. Uh, for, in 2000, we had Sheep in the Big City, in 2001, we had Time Squad, Samurai Jack, Grim and Evil, 2002, we had Whatever Happened to Robot Jones, Codename Kids Next Door, 2003, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, and then Evil con carne did you watch any of these samurai jack i yep, watched a lot i watched a lot of that and like now that you say it i didn't even see it on the list at first but codename kids next door i i remember almost every single episode of that one because i watched really? a lot of that one yeah okay okay that now, one was really really I, I enjoyed that i enjoyed that one a lot for these shows samurai jack definitely i didn't i didn't watch it when they came back out i guess again with it i guess in like 2017 mm -hmm. yeah they like did that. redo it or whatever grim and evil i feel like i might have seen this but i might be actually just thinking of the grim adventures of billy and mandy yeah i do remember grim and evil i remember that yeah, one too i i do feel like i remember that but obviously that only had a couple of seasons versus grim the grim adventures of billy and mandy had five or six seasons so yeah. I'm, a, I'm not quite sure which one I saw. I feel like I saw both, and I probably watched The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy more. Yeah. Codename Kids Next Door, I definitely watched sparingly because I, I recognize the outlining of them. I could, by, the, by the shape of all the, the way the characters look, I definitely recognize that. Right, they were all numbered. But for the most part, now I'm really starting to not know these shows. If I go back, though, the exact amount of time, vice versa, from 99 and go starting off with 96 here, Dexter's Lab, watch that religiously. Oh, so, yeah, same. Johnny Bravo, I would watch religiously until Johnny just made me so upset I had to stop watching him. It's He's very true because the amount, <laughs> how misogynistic yes! Johnny oh, Bravo is, it gets insulting even to a child to a point. Yes, yes, it does. It absolutely does. It gets very tiring because it is Cow just berated. Chicken, right? Cow and chicken. God, definitely. that. <laughs> I, am weasel. I, I quote, I am weasel often on the dream stream. And then Powerpuff Girls, like all five of those, five for five. I watched all of those religiously or near religiously, unless they, unless their character did such a good job of actually making me agitated. Like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Right. Then I would be like, you know what? I am mad. I'm going to go get some snacks. I'm out of here. You know? All of those shows really resonated with myself. Now, is that because I'm getting older, my my tastes and interests are changing? Probably. But I feel like there was a shift in how they were trying to almost be a little bit more shock value-like yeah. with the way that they created content. And I don't know. I felt like that was unnecessary to do that for kids. Like... I know Ren and Stimpy has a place for a lot of people that was, you know, shock value. And some mm. of that was good. But at the same time, I remember also feeling very uh, agitated as a kid because it was so shock value-y. Uh, which one? Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, yeah. So that, that, that one was, part. that one, like, A, our parents didn't want us to watch it. And B, even when we did watch it, we didn't feel good about it because it was just kind of, it was just bad. It just, it just was bad. 
So like, here's a very interesting aspect for me when it comes to Ren and Stimpy is that with Ren and Stimpy, when they were in their, their I like to call them their pure yeah. cartoon form, where they're, <laughs> it's much more colorful, it's much more mm. um, popping on the eyes. Then they would have their like, almost like, their zoom in reality moment on the cartoon and now it's a very gritty it's the, the palette Grotes- is very, very grotesque out. yeah very grotesque coloring schemes you know they would be bold lines but the bold lines wouldn't actually make the content pop the bold lines would just make you feel agitated and almost separated from yeah. it it was a fourth and wall break yes it was a fourth wall break but it was one that made me go that's gross it's gross yeah that that's the the best way for to describe that it was just gross and that was a lot of Nick, that was a lot of nickelodeons like comparatively right their cartoons yeah. were a little more shock value, like like rocco's modern life right big time that that now, was <laughs> Rocco's, now here's here's why I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up for a comparison i know this is nickelodeon now we're talking about yeah. versus cartoon network but rocco's modern life what i really enjoyed about it is that it stayed in cartoon format. It Therefore, did. yeah, I was able to digest it easier. Doesn't mean I wouldn't have some moments where I'm like, huh? Yeah, where it was like, uh, but it was still watchable, right? It was what you nailed it. It was watchable. It was still I watchable. Could that. Mm-hmm. Because I think who is is it? Rocco himself he, is he a sex line operator? He's a sex line operator. Yeah, yeah okay, that I, was I, the I, pitch. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was the pitch for the show, and Nickelodeon was like. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Why not? It's like they didn't even look and they just like click it. Go. I mean, it's no. it's the 90s, it's baby. Everybody gets no. approved. <laughs> that show was brilliant. That was. show was really, yeah. really good. So I, I like that one more than Ren and Simpy if we're going to compare shock values because mm-hmm. they found a way to still be soft and light with it. Yeah. Ren and Simpy to me felt much more it should have been an MTV cartoon. I feel, yeah, that's a great point. That would have been a very, like, that's what a lot of the MTV cartoons feel like they're based on, like, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. on Flux. Yeah. Um, God, there's a couple of others that are skipping. Daria. Daria, yeah. Doesn't mean that they're not entertaining in their own space, but mm-hmm. by being in their own space, you, again, th- this is so important when you're compartment. Comp- comp- see, I came in car. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even compartmentalize the, the compartment of the yeah, word. Of the word itself. It's like car part, mart, mart, middle. So when you're able to, and this is how I felt like when I'd go from certain channel to certain channel, I would be able to feel like, oh, I'm being catered to like this. Right. Yeah. And so I could then compartmentalize myself to be like, okay. But when they started having this kind of crisscrossing kind of feeling, now I started feeling uneasy. I started feeling mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I got other things I can do. I can go play with my friends. I can go bug my brother and flick his ear. I can go play video games. You know, like now all these mm-hmm. other options. Because again, I was very fortunate growing up as, as a kid that I, I had options, right? Yeah. I wasn't only stuck to one thing. And so thinking about that, I'm like, did they consider that? Or was it was it just like spaghetti you just throw it up against the wall and hope it sticks yeah right is it done cooking okay cool good enough it is and about this switch here it's like it feels like 10 years ago too it switched back to like original cartoon network okay. and how it was like just looking at this yes. timeline right yeah go ahead and bring that up yeah because they bring back shows like i haven't seen two of these but i've seen a lot of them like adventure time regular show uh the amazing world of gumball I have uh, not seen that one. Uh, it's it's funny. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. Uncle Grandpa, like Steven Universe, like I, all of those. Steven Universe, that's a good one. Like though, like that's where they get back to. Oh, now we've got good writing, again. Yes, yeah, good writing again. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's again we 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 interviewed Chuck a couple of weeks ago. So folks, mm. if you have not listened to that one, Please. go back and listen to it because it'll actually go very well with what we're going to go into here. Is that good writing is good. It is. However, it's still up to the actor to find some goddamn way to make it good without them. Exactly. But what does good writing do? It sells the whole damn caboodle. It does. <laughs> like it's and you can tell like if you if you're a connoisseur that cares not just to be given whatever someone yeah. just if you're not just going to accept the slop that they put on your plate and you actually want yeah. something with some substance to it you want some character development you want yes. some twists and turns some turns yes <laughs> thank word. you Good. yeah, yeah twists right. and turns that's what we yeah, want baby. let's do it <laughs> like good writing well like books are still king when it comes to content really mm-hmm Oh, by far, because now you're I'm glad you brought that up in regards to books, because books, let alone. Yes, it's it's written by an author, maybe a couple of authors, depending yeah, on, you know, how they're the going book. about it. But now that these words are here, you might be English as your 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 main or only language spoken, but you also might be someone that's a secondary secondary language. Mm -hmm. So when you're interpreting and, and deciphering these words as it's going, you know, going through all the different channels to make sure it's okay, it's in the right place. I understand the the uh, the past tense versus you know um, present tense, all these other kind of things going on. You are constantly evolving the writing of the writer as it's happening mm -hmm. compared to when an actor or actress is delivering the lines. That's how it's supposed to be consumed as. Yeah. In theory, right? You're, you're taking they, out the the voice that you put the person. So that's like when book adaptations go to movies. So many yes. people are pissed off. I agree, <laughs> big time. And I try to be very understanding. Same. That's why I get really upset when I'm like, "Whoa, elves have pointed ears." Yeah. <laughs> okay, Aragorn. All right. I love the freaking books. And then you give me this movie that's got Jeremy Irons in it, and Jeremy Irons did great, but I'm sorry, <laughs> elves have freaking pointed ears. How can I tell them apart from normal humans? <sighs> sorry. It says it in the book. It does. <laughs> it says it in the book. Like, what, what, what part were you thinking, oh, let's save some money. We're not going to give them, you know, plastic or plaster or whatever they wanted to utilize to make the ears for that. Like, come on, are you saying? <sighs> When you have a fantasy land, right? Let's say Aragorn, let's just keep everyone on, on, on task for a moment here. But when you have a fantasy land, it is up to you to maintain the illusion that it is a fantasy world. Do not yeah. break me from my immersion. Yeah. Similar to these shows, right? The good writing kept you inside their world. Yeah. And you're almost like, wait, what do you mean the episode's done? Exactly, compared right? Like, to, oh, no, 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 I want more. Yeah, like, exactly. Compared to like when you're like, oh, is it finally done? I want to see my next show. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I want the show after this one. Is it 4.30 yet? Because I would like to watch the show that I really want to see, but yeah. you're in the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm watching you as a pity watch just so I can get to my next show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, if we're going to dive back here into this whole Cartoon Network era, my favorite if we're talking about Cartoon Network, like orig original show, though. I was going to say, yeah, let's go over our favorites. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. God, it was so good. And I Shut up, movie. <laughs> that, that resonated with me for years. Oh, man. 
I saw Moby in concert, and because of Space Ghost, myself and my group of friends were chanting, Shut up, Moby. Oh my Shut god. Shut up, Moby. And then the whole crowd there at Not So Silent Night started chanting, Shut up, Moby. Shut up, Moby. And oh. it was the most iconic. This is before, like, I'm thinking, Oh, <laughs> grab your phone, my, my, my little flip phone thing, and try to record yeah. something, you know? It's like, that would have been one of those on my, I put on my TikTok and be like, Look, everyone. <laughs> god that's so good it was so <laughs> cool how they were able to create this talk show right you know, between this talk show between with a ghost. with a fictional character basically who had his own show folks who if you did not know this he had his own show which is way different than space goes what? coast to coast it, it, yeah it's an actual like hero show it's an actual hero show yeah and i and i i want to say it was like space goes and they had sidekicks called like the wonder twins or something very similar yeah. to that and oh my god i thought it was uh, it was so great how they would take that footage from like you know like oh and so one day i was out doing this and they would totally rewrite over what was supposed to be said for those scenes they just you know, reincorporate totally it into other things <laughs> it was so good and then they had brax oh please <laughs> go so brack i'm glad you brought up brack brack so, was my favorite i loved brack on the show of Space Ghost Coast to Coast because it would balance, it would be balanced without everything else inside there. Yeah. When Brack had his own show. Oh, that was bad. What happened, it, it became too much Brack all the time. And so like, cause like my dad, my dad loves Space Ghost. My dad could watch Space Ghost, you know, he, and, and same thing for him. When the Brack segments came on, no big deal because it was all a part of the shtick for the whole thing blending to be the thing. Yeah. Versus when it was the Brack show, I'm, I just remember my dad's like, ah, Damn it! Why is this show on? No one's even out here watching. <laughs> just leave the TV on. It's go a run show out that makes show. people just absolutely so angry. Because <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Brack moments on the Space Ghost was when he went when he talked about how he needed to go get coffee, so he went to Earth. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> it's just like this long run-on sentence where he's telling about how he went to Earth. Ended up somehow inside a, a trash can, comes up out of the trash can. And then, of course, when he comes out of the trash can, the officer wants to know what the hell you do in the trash can, son. And he's all like, Oh, I was just, you know, I just came down from the da da da, and I'm here, you know, I'm just trying to tell you, I wanted to go and get some coffee. And he's like, Whoa, 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 you're telling me you came from a spacecraft? What do you want today, boy? And he's all like, Whoa, 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 I just wanted to come here to get some coffee, you know, and then you start talking to me when I came out of the trash can. I just wanted to go on the moon, the moon thing. And then, oh man, eventually just caps around to where like Space Ghost is like, What? I'm actually like, yeah, so I never got my coffee, but I'm back. <laughs> it's just like, God dang it, Brack. What? And then that's eventually what led into Brack's, I want to say it's his Bean song. Yeah. Over time, that segment led to the, the Bean song eventually being his, like, one of his big Beans. shticks or whatever. Yeah. It all stemmed from that um, silly uh, skit that they did within the, the show itself. And yeah, Space Ghost Coast to Coast just always had so many moments that were just it, like I remember because I as a kid and this as a younger kid, let's say in my later elementary school years and maybe beginning middle school years mm. where you're still in that phase. You have not quite committed to the rebellious years that you're just about to be a part of. You know, yeah. you just you ride <laughs> exactly. that wave, jump on the when, board. When the here hormones we go. grab. The the amygdala of the brain are like, hey man, no. let's go. Body's primed. No, don't, don't do it, Agni. 
got time for this. They've actually done a a modern adult cartoon about just that called Big Mouth. I'm sure you've heard of. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Why does that one work? Really well written. It's very well written. It's it's and I've watched a couple episodes of that one and it makes me like uncomfortable because it is very well written. I'm like, oh, man, I did experience that. Oh, yeah, they do a good job of making an appointment. Like, you really feel it. Like, that was the thing for me as a kid, is that if a show had really good writing for a lot of portions of it, is what would happen is I would feel so invested in the character not getting in trouble, let's say, by their parents, you know? I would hide and just listen. Yeah. (laughs) Until that part of the scene was over, and then I'd go back and watching. Because I was afraid for what was about to happen to them. Because I didn't know yet. I didn't see that episode, but I was scared for them. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny you say that about Big Mouth because like I felt that same thing. Of course, I'm an adult, so I'm not going and hiding at least for the most no, part. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still that that uncomfy feeling, like oh yeah. man, this is a little too on the nose. And when Space Ghost Coast to Coast had the mish mashing of having actual guests, it did. Humans. Yeah. I, at first, my brain's like, uh oh, this is not going to work very well. But it just got so good because like it was to me, it was like the original trolling. Yeah, you exactly, know? right? Like, Space Ghost doesn't, like, give a shit. <laughs> I don't well, care that, you know, Michael right? Jackson's on here. I don't care that Randy uh, Macho Man they Savage still do, is on. Yeah, they still do obscene <laughs> questions, sometimes really offensive. Really? Yeah, it was like, a, like what was it? Like, Prank Callers, the Comedy yeah, Central show? Yeah, the, yeah, the Crank Callers or whatever? Crank yeah. Callers, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. where they had the puppets do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dead. man, I'm like, what? What a genius idea! Like, but that was like original trolling. Yes, big time. Uh, it's uh, yes, because it makes me think of like when crank callers. If you remember a thing like Napster, folks, LimeWire. Yeah. You know, we were getting those downloaded files. I remember listening to things like the Jerky Boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, and the Jerky Boys were totally just crank callers. That that that, that, that just flip flop the two. That's the same thing. It, Jerky Boys content really was crank callers. All right, and then now just put add some puppets to it. Yeah, just put some and puppets. Hilarious. In Absolutely hilarious. But yeah, that crisscrossing, what makes me what's funny is that you say that making the uh, guests uncomfortable with these ridiculous questions leads back into um Zach Elifanakis's show was it oh, where the red but, fern grows? Between the two fern? ferns. Between two ferns, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. like, dude, oh, this is goodness. Space Ghost, it, but yeah. with Zach Elifanakis. Oh my goodness, I love that. Because it is, he asks those just obscene questions like He's so, so good if with you, delivery. If you had to skin one of your children, what would you do? Wait, Who would you pick? I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't pick either of them. No, no, no. Please stick to the, the yeah, yeah, stick to the stick to the question. Like, please. Please stop please stop rewinding this to your own narrative. I would like you to answer the question. <laughs> God, it's so good. And so, like, as a cartoon, obviously the cartoon's not gonna show any fluff. It's just the person talking and the lines that they're getting, right? Zach does such a good job of not Benning and they, you know, and it's funny when he finally because he doesn't crack very often, but when he finally does crack, you're like, okay, that that was good, that was that was entertaining to see. Yeah. And another good show that did something very similar to Space Ghost Coast to Coast was Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yeah, that was. That's funny because like, I was thinking they, that too, and I just didn't they say took, it. They they, <laughs> they, they, they took the epic from. Harvey Birdman, there were so many scenes from the actual show, which was a superhero show, and then talked over and then made these different scenes. And oh man, Harvey Birdman, the the first four seasons, so amazing. Then they had to wrap it up near the end. I don't know, budgeting or whatever. And then it kind of flopped out, but up until then, it was just so 
gosh darn creative. I it love that so show. It was so funny, like how they repurposed like all the villains in that too. Yeah, I mean, I remember the Jetsons coming on. Yeah, to... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like they were talking about how dilapidated their their bodies were from moving in something with gravity because they were so used to going around everything on these moving um like treadmills the, yeah. the, you know and like they're like we'll get there and like they're moving so slow it's like this resistance and then like astro dies because they're taking too long yeah. to try to get over to the desk you know and they're like move on without me son and there was just so much good stuff and like it made sense you know like, they yeah, did, they're yeah. cartoons, but they're not in the world of the jetsons they're over here now and they can't yeah, do exactly. <laughs> oh man but i i do feel there was a shift now that we've talked about so many different shows everyone's probably their heads spinning everywhere with nostalgia just flowing out of it i do feel that the, there was a huge shift in how they wrote things what they probably even asked their writers to do you right? know yeah that a whole different era of that too and now, yeah i know nostalgia is extremely strong let's call it a drug for the moment yeah it, it's <laughs> extremely strong right so maybe that's part of the factoring into this that i should consider but i just really feel that if they were able to take some of those other shows and still put them out today they would be good so they'd still be successful i mean some of these still rerun right that's what i mean they're syndicated for a reason because they people want to watch them and now they can sneak their ad, you know the advertiser things at the right moments blah 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 and they can get their advertising money by that and why are they taking advantage of it because people are, are there watching people the show are still watching it yeah exactly I just think it's such a it's such an important thing to to consider and how that you know I know shows like this and not being accepting of drivel mm. is also kind of how I I go about myself and the people I interact with yeah I mean sometimes you don't know until you've interacted with them right True. Um, and, and just how I go about you know creating my own content you know I, I know there's times where I'm like man I didn't put that much effort to it but everyone loves this that's so 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 odd to me while something else I might put a, a lot of heart and and you know time and effort into and it wasn't as you know received as well but the same idea is going through my head I'm like okay well it, it's built on these kind of core factors you know because I always know at the end of the day I could do shock value yeah you could do you could do shock value mm-hmm that's just such a volatile and i don't know to me it's not creative yeah it's not creative and it feels oh man it just feels like so much work it feels like so much out of like i would say especially for us right because it's it's out of our personality types just a little too much correct i mean definitely for you definitely for me yes being an extrovert even though I am an extrovert, it still is now, it's pushing the scope of things where I'm like, like I just, don't Just because you're an extrovert doesn't mean like you want to be extroverted all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> drama is so blah. Yeah. Now watching a drama show, that's different. I'm it's consuming different. content. Yeah. I'm not creating it and then having to balance my entire life around this shenanigan of this tightrope walk that I need to do that everyone's like, well, is he a good person? Is he a bad person? Is he a good person? Is he a <laughs> yeah. bad person? Yeah. People say that if I work out, well, you work out too often, so you're a bad person. It's like, oh, it's okay. You work out not enough. You're a bad person. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Got it. Got it. You know, I win for, for losing here, right? And uh, it's just, I think a lot of myself, I don't know about for you, but a lot of myself comes from a lot of these shows that we consumed and the good ones stand the test of time. Good ones stick with the, you. 
the poor ones, I'm like, oh, that was like a, a bruise. I, I, you know, it was there. It happened. I've healed. I'm moving past it. Exactly. It didn't scar. And with that being said, thank you so much, Dreamers, for tuning on and listening to these episodes that we are producing as far as we know, for the rest of our days and times here, you know, in season three. So thank you so much, Dreamers, for tuning on in. Flamling, it's been a pleasure as always. And bye-bye. Bye.